0: Disclaimer, the contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice and do not reflect the opinions of the affiliates, promotional sponsors or partners or advertising agencies and only reflects the opinions of the members and guests. This podcast contains explicit content and offends everyone equally vtsr expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this podcast we disclaim any responsibility listen at your own risk
1: all right everyone welcome back to vtsr how you doing mike
2: doing good jp uh, are we doing that again
1: no, no, it's it's gone. It's uh, gone. I thought
2: we we're getting rid of jam again. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> How are you doing, JP? So I'm doing good, man. So we uh we are doing we did some testing with our guest John Archibald, and apparently uh Canada is having some difficulties Censorship. connecting to the internet. Censorship in Canada. I just <clears throat> I just want to make sure everybody knows that. So uh yeah, and uh he's having difficulties connecting, of course, our other Canadian uh co-host, uh Nate also having difficulties connecting so yeah so apparently uh this is a theme now and uh as soon as one of them can join and uh, we'll, we'll get him to join but uh oh there we go there there <laughs> there is john what's going on john
3: man that connection really suck uh <laughs> winner
1: winner chicken dinner
3: uh you tell me yeah so you tell so me we, uh,
1: like, we were telling everyone we're here and then uh, uh by the way we're, we're live now John because uh, you, you were trying to connect so we had to get started and uh anyways uh, our older Canadian friend also having uh connection issues apparently uh tech is not uh the forte of the Canadians <laughs> I don't know I do am gonna I don't gonna confirm or deny that <laughs> but uh what <laughs> <but I, laughs> But, but hey, Mike, uh, before we get started with our guests, uh, so what have you been up to, brother?
2: Well, i just come off the main portion of my contract season. Uh, So those that don't know, I consider myself half retired. I retired from the military several years ago, 2017, but I still contract supporting government training. But that's now dwindled down to about six months out of the year. Uh, So I came off my fall contract season and Got a couple weeks off before I took a one-off, another gig in uh, Germany, but mainly to see my kid. It's like a free trip to Germany, but see my kid. He's on deployment. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, I mean, it's it's coming to my off-season until the spring. I mean, it's it's uh, for the uh, Zulu Ops Tactical Solutions. It's time for R&D season, so research and development. Got a couple things in the mix that we're going to put together and try to bring out next year.
1: So, I mean, it's
2: been pretty good.
1: Go That's ahead. good, man. Hey, JP, what have you been up to? Not a goddamn thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, you like after... retired, retired, Well, Well, no, uh, I, I'm just really just getting, slowly getting started back in the rhythm of, you know, doing stuff. Uh, I, it took me a while to yeah. recover. Well, and, from, and by the from way, the we're all
2: super happy you're still here. I appreciate well, it, man. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, but other than that, I'm um, just slowly getting started with the with getting stuff done but other than that man chilling and drinking some coffee all right
3: And
2: i know i know all the ladies out there really want to know you're still with the same beautiful young lady right
1: yep that's it so you're, you are off well, the market sorry
2: no more no more q a wednesdays about women other than if you want hillary michelle or somebody else
1: i mean why people <laughs> always Add that one into the question or answer Wednesday. And they and they I would the ruin Hillary. I'd just ruin her. If I had the opportunity,
2: I would ruin her.
1: <laughs> they're like, Who who would you rather do, Hillary yeah. or Biden? And I'm like, What? It's like how do you even come up with that? Yeah,
2: but I mean it is what it is. But
1: no, yeah, no, still still dating the same beautiful woman. Uh just freaking Keeping me straight, so. Hey, we're 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 all that.
2: proud of you, JP. I mean, really. I mean, it's years and years in the making, and someone finally got a hold of you and you know kept you down.
1: So that that's basically it, man. Just chilling, just trying to get things going. Uh, I gotta, I'm getting ready for. Uh, I gotta administer an oath of enlistment tomorrow, so I had to no. memorize the. I had to memorize the oath.
2: <laughs> just t- take no cards with you, man. Don't don't screw. Oh, that. bro.
1: No, so trust me. Not only I memorize it, but I know I got TBI, bro. So I ain't even gonna try it. I bring those no in, index cards, right? And I go like, "All right, I' gonna take my index hey, card with can, me." And I "You go, can have
2: the Joe Biden teleprompter." So, I mean,
1: come on. hey, John. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. Sorry for <laughs> you're having all those connection issues.
3: Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know why I don't get it, but yeah, it is what it is. Thanks.
1: Hey, brother. Uh, so real quick, give us a two minutes rundown now. Who is John, man?
3: All right. Um, I'm, I'm from a, a small town in Quebec, French Canada, uh, where where my parents hate English. Literally, it's that kind of divide shit. Um, I, I studied in Brazil, came back to Canada, and then uh, my, my university was not recognized in Canada. So I then joined the military. I had no clue what I was doing. Signed up for infantry. Uh, and since I spoke three languages, Uh, None of English, but three language. Um, they put me into a communication researcher for, uh, cyber warfare, cyber warfare and translation. Uh, I ended up waiting on a platoon waiting platoon for, for training for four years, uh, got trained into that. And then, uh, switch into logistics. Um, I work at the HQ of the Navy. I was the only army guy. So I, I, I got to shine a lot of things. Um, and then, uh, uh, I was too hyper. So one of the commander of the, the ship put me in his office and he said, you should apply to uh, special force, which I did. Uh, and then I got selected. So I'm not an operator. I'm just a supporter. Uh, I'm not a hero those guys are by all means. Um, but it was, it was great to work along those guys. Um, coming back from Urbil, Iraq, I applied to police. I wanted to work, uh, closer to community. Waited six months to, um, it took six months to have any news from federal police, uh, and uh, then I applied for city police across the country Uh, where I was selected, moved across the country, started to be police there Uh, within, I would say, four years of serving, uh, got diagnosed with with PTSD, uh, major depression disorder, dissociation, and so on. Um, now, the military is quite supportive, right? And then between us, brothers and sister, we, we kind of support and help each other. Uh, the police is different. I find that the, the stigma was higher, right? The people hated, uh, like, you, you got benched if you would play a sport. Um, so I started to write about um, about how, how like, the, the, the PTS, PTS would, would train, like, would bring my house and how it would change our life and so on because I, I read a lot of books about specialists Doing it, and um, but I never saw like really a soldier writing about how crazy he gets at home. So I started to write that for self therapy and so on. And then I shared it uh, to a friend who said I should actually um, publish it. So I sent it to a publisher. Uh, they were taking too much cut off it. So I self published. Um, started a little brand called Wired Wire Differently where I hire uh, veterans, um, first responder who suffer. And their family for for either design like with the website creation uh sewing stuff uh and now like the money that i get from this at the moment it's going to ken praxis which is um uh a equine therapy in canada and starting december up to the walk all profits gonna go to let's walk it out so yeah so i, I cannot go back as a uniform so i'm trying to just break that stigma as much as I can and help each other right that's just what I'm doing right now
1: all right man and for the people that that uh that don't know I gonna I gonna pull up here uh because you know we do our research and uh here is the uh the Instagram for for John uh wired differently dot co uh we also gonna put it in the uh in the description of the podcast and his uh website as well but Uh, Yeah, he got a lot of apparel there. And, you know, uh, I can see when I look at the comments that there's a lot of people that that support you and follow you. And that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty lucky on that.
3: And and I mean, like meeting uh, you guys, I mean, I heard about Calico. um, I would say just before the walk, one of my friend named Maria, you were three names of her brothers and cousin, I believe, while you walk. Um, she's the one who actually pushed me to follow Calico and TJ. That's how I heard about the walk. Uh, and and I find that fantastic, right. By all means. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what it is. And I believe that as much as we're different countries, we go through the same shit, right? Cause PTS, PTSD, PTSI, whatever we were going to call it, pain is pain. So we can, we can make it better. Right. And, and it's not, I don't believe that our leadership's going to do it because they've been failing for years. But in between us we can make it uh so we're getting out winning at least.
1: Yeah, man. And uh you see, uh Calico, you're 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 freaking famous. <laughs> and so here we got your website as well. And uh so I I got a book that you sent me, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't got to read it yet, but I will. I did browse through it and there's there's a lot of information there. And and, uh, the one thing I noticed is you were not just taking information from anywhere. It was like a lot of that stuff is just you, your experience and the things that you went through.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, I mean, again, it's all different, right? There's a few things, right? Like uh, I've been better served in us as a veteran than I am in Canada. And I mean, Nate, you can probably relate, but uh, um, the thing that we're missing here, I find is, patriotism right there's a lot of divide on everything and there's a divide everywhere but right. but there's as well I, everything and uh i was i was hoping to actually teach um some people who have no clue about it that like we're not serving and it's not just you know a eight to four type of job right so uh I, I wanted to push this um i also wanted to push things that people can relate so there's different type of of like i mean i wrote poem i wrote a script of theater in it i wrote stories i wrote there's stuff that is actually from uh actually uh the specialist of it right so just to to be able to touch as many people as i can
2: now i i just want to like add that just reading up that you know your page is called wired differently Uh, that that honestly speaks to me you know as, as far as trying to explain the the difference between veterans and people that may or may not are interested in you know know the difference but it's really just a matter of being wired differently it's not a negative connotation but it's just the way we think about things so i think it's pretty awesome yeah
3: and, and you know what i wanted to bring up so thanks nate uh about uh, uh about saying this um like I mean, and, and there's there's the effect of about Quebec, right? Like there's French Canada and there's Canada, Canada, right? Um, I, I'm from a family who does not believe in the military, right? Like truly don't. Uh, never celebrated uh, Remembrance Day or Veteran Day, if you rather. Uh, like my parents still never wore a, uh, like the the poppy, right? That we were for the day of. Um, so, and, and one day my dad had a heart attack, uh, and I had to drive from Kingston to uh to back home which is a four-hour bus uh didn't have a card at that time a private so i don't make a lot of money uh and i remember in montreal got spit on being told in french that i'm wasting taxes spare um and, and it, it was probably a homeless guy right but the mentality is there um uh, which which is a different different place right it's twilight zone for english people first thing first i can tell you that uh but uh um, there's a cultural difference as well that I wanted to bring. Now I never, I cannot write in French as well as I write in English now, by all means. And, and there's various reasons, Nate, why it took me four years to get in my trade. So, uh, I joined the military not speaking a word of English, right? Or I could say probably every swear words because that's what you guys teach me first. But, uh, 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 but truly like my course was in English only. So I had to learn and I bought books and, and I watched like whatever TV show I was in English at that time. Uh, and, and there's, I mean, um, it, it is important to point out. And I think we're the, uh, we're the one who will make the change, right? Like if the stigma still exists, it's because the old dogs are still screaming about it. Right. It is one thing to say, you know, pain's going to carry on, push it through. I totally agree with this, but if you're truly suffering to the point that you want to kill yourself, well then this thing must take the window, right? Like let's take care of our people. And and, and personally, that's what broke me down. And I think that's the opening that I had um, uh, while during the police, my last call as a cop was uh, was actually a suicide call. A- and I would just barge in the house and uh, the guy had open his two wrists and inner ties. Um, so I, I did not realize that it was what's going on in his legs by all means, but at that point I'm just holding his wrist when the super firefighter shows up, because they're the one who saved the day, uh, they they start to take care of him and so on. Then I realized he was a, a correctional sergeant, a correctional officer. And then I looked, and he had ribbons. He had been in Bosnia, he has been in in, uh, uh, in Afghanistan, and so on. Um, and, and what I realized is, he, I talked to his fiance. His fiance said that he reached for help at the VA and was denied. Um, so we need to do something better for those things to not happen. And, and my police service, my police service just disregarded. So he's just another civilian. And I'm like, he's not, he, he wore a uniform, he's a veteran. He's like, we don't care. So they, they they, didn't give a flying fuck about it, which was to me awful, right? That person served our country, made what, like, he's the reason for freedom, right? Like he, he's, he's one of the reason for it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a weird culture, I think, at that point.
4: On Thursday, March 31st, Let's Walk It Out will be kicking off its second annual 222-mile Ruck March in North Carolina. Raising awareness from Fayetteville to Camp Lejeune back, Let's Walk It Out is dedicated to suicide prevention and overcoming the stigma often associated with PTS, all while benefiting charities committed to veteran wellness. Ten days, ten legs, but unlimited potential to be part of the solution. Volunteer, sponsorship, and participant opportunities can be found at letswalkitout.org. Together, let's work it out. Let's walk it out. So
0: to touch on that, like because it's so frustrating to see that spectrum of where a guy is suffering, and I use the term guy in general. It's it's not a sex term. It's just a a specific generic vernacular. Um, I worked the last year at my friend's uh, supplement shop there helping them out, and they had a military and first responder discount. So if you had your military ID card or vet, like whatever ID card you had as police officer, firefighter, nurse, you know you get a discount of ten percent. Okay, most people would come in; they won't even ask for it. I'd see the card in their wallet, and I'd be like, "Hey, are you, in the military? Are you a military? You police officer? Whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah," and then they give me the card, and I would yeah, okay, perfect. Here's ten percent off for your purchase. Thanks for your service or whatever. So most people don't ask for that stuff, and they won't ask for help either then i had this and i can say this because i don't work there anymore this hat come in and decide that when the, every six months the computer pops up and says verify id and i go oh hey it says that you're a first responder do you have your id card on you i'll just verify it, and put it back in the computer well no i don't have it it's in the truck i'm like okay no problem but if you can grab it i can just throw this on here no problem for you save you ten percent you know And in front of his wife and his five-year-old child, he starts to tell me that I am triggering him and he's offended that I'm asking for him to prove this because everybody knows him. And I'm like, I'm the only fucker in the store here. What are you talking about? Everybody knows you. I've been here a year. I've never seen you before. And his wife is like, we come in all the time. And I'm like... I'm here every Sunday. I've never seen you before. I just need to see it. Like, it's not a big deal. Are you a, are you a police officer? Are you a a firefighter? Are you military? His wife goes, he's all of those things. I'm like, cool. You're a super trooper. I just need one of those fucking IDs. I just need one. (laughs) I just need one. (laughs) Just need one, bro. And this skinny armed, pot belly, ignorant twit. He's going on about how I'm offending him. I'm offending him. He's triggered. He's offended. And I'm like, okay, bro, take a breath. I reach my wallet. I pull out my veteran card and I go, I have served. I'm just, I'm on your side. I want to give you your 10%. Okay. I want to save you some money and get you out the door. Loses his shit, loses his shit, loses his shit. And I'm, And he's yelling. So finally he just takes and storms out. The wife is no longer calm, drives the stroller with the child into a stack of protein, knocks it to the floor. They go out the door, they get in their vehicle for one hour. They call all the other stores that were in the same chain, tried to talk to a manager, wrote this super long email about how of a power trip the big bearded mean guy is on. You're his this dis- Oh, I'm horrible. He's a corrections officer, didn't want to show me his ID as a corrections officer. I said, listen, sir, we we honor corrections officers too because they're important to us and we'll give it to you. Well, no, we're first responders too. All right, if my house is on fire, I'm not calling you. (laughs) If I'm being robbed, I'm not calling you. If I'm going to war with another nation, I'm not calling you. If I have a prisoner who has gone through the courts, the police and all them, and they've been sentenced to jail, I'm calling you, but I'm not taking away from corrections officers. They're fucking important, okay? But this pot-bellied, skinny-yard prick, take that intensity and put it towards fighting for PTSD rights and shit instead of a 10% discount, okay? Take that energy and intensity and put it somewhere up your ass that will energize you to make the world a better place. That's what I have to say. So when I hear John's story about a guy who's suffering in silence and cut like to, to literally cut open your thighs and your wrists, you are struggling and you've given up on everything, right? So why not, if you truly want to be somebody in the community like John is doing and like the rest of us are trying to do, take that energy that you want your 10% discount at IHOP or at fucking Bunny Stripper Club or at whatever supplement shop and put that energy into something that matters. Like, I don't know, hosting a charity event, taking part in a cherry event, going for long walks. How about this? Actually pick up the fucking phone and call one of your buddies that you haven't spoke to in a little bit and say, hey, bro, I know you still owe me 20 bucks and I made a joke about you being shorter than me, but I still love you because you're a fucking idiot. Are you okay? Are you talking about me again, Nate? No, you're too tall for that, joke. No, all right. Kyle, so, yes. <laughs>
4: but
0: that's, yeah. that's where it goes. So listening to John say that, and I know he's kind of jumped, jumped to the side here on this with a signal. But in all honesty, that is that just irks me. And for this guy to say that I'm being mean and I'm on a power trip, bro, you don't even know the fuck I am. And that's what echoes from John's story is you don't know whose house you're going into. And I've dealt with so many police where they're like, oh, it's a welfare check. That is the biggest fucking scam going. Because you're not calling the check on my welfare. You're calling because you're coming to my door because my ex-wife decided that I'm a dick or you wanted it, just whatever. But when you do go through that door and these police officers have to do it, they don't know your background. And that's what's fucked up. So poor John's sitting there seeing all this shit. And it's hitting home. And it sparks something in him, which is fantastic because other people would have shut down and carried that burden. And to hear John pick that torch up, that's what Canadians do. We burned down your White House twice because we like to carry torches. So he carried that torch. Now he's got a whole network of people. It is fantastic. And yes, I had a little bit of caffeine and sugar before the show. So now I'm gonna put myself on mute and I'm gonna enjoy the rest of the conversation. Bro, I
1: was gonna say, did you take (laughs) pre-workout?
2: Like, I I was was about about ready to go get a workout in while he was talking. I mean,
1: wow. We understand everything you're saying, Nate. I mean, uh, and when you were talking about the ten percent, I want my ten percent. I saw a post uh, on on veterans day coming up on veterans day and i saw a post that somebody put is like check out all the people that were in the army bitch about the army complain about the army say they hated the fucking place they couldn't get wait until until they got out they get out they talk shit about the army but two days prior to veterans day they're posting all the pictures in uniform and i'm going for the discount
2: I, I i don't even i don't even ask for my <laughs> i didn't serve to get a 10% discount i mean that, that's just
1: you know what Mike there there's there's a lot of people that do that and they do it on, that, everywhere they go they like, do you I, have caveat yeah,
2: when I go to Home Depot or Lowe's and I I got like a $200 plus freaking
1: car of lumber I'm going to get my 10% discount goddamn it but but you see they they even going to ask you though normally normally uh, Lowe's will ask you are you you know are you military Unfortunately, and,
2: I look
0: military or former military,
2: so I mean, I, I yeah.
0: guess a lot. But. JP, the only reason they ask you that is because they don't know if they're calling ICE or if you're allowed to be there.
1: Well, you know what? The, no, actually, the reason they ask me that is they're like, "I'm allowed to." They normally go, "You're allowed to be here," but standing outside waiting for work, not inside, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got the information wrong. You're supposed to be outside, Pedro.
0: <laughs> In Canada, we 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 have a saying: "Is there's always a way. We will find a way. We will make a way." If there's, no, if there's no door, we'll, we'll breach a window. We'll make a window. We'll make a door. And that's, that's our energy, right, John, is that we will find a way, and that's, that's what's going to happen. And that's what's kept me alive, and that's what's kept John alive, is that we have it ingrained into us that we will find a way. That little bit of hope, the leadership always tries to step on it or spin on it or whatever, but we will always find a way. And that's, that's what's important about this is, yeah, suicide is trending, <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's not the cool thing to do. Finding a way and and choosing to live, choosing to do better and be better, choosing to suck less at life and just fucking do what you want to do and achieve that. So hearing you echo that and knowing that John's book is about that and knowing JP is going to read about that and seeing Mike nod about that, you need to surround yourself with people that believe the same shit. And right now the world is so divided and they want to be definitively divided more and more and more and more down the road with all these different, I identify with this and this and this, and I'm this and this. Great. Right on. I like to watch Star Trek. I like long walks on the beach and I like to fucking be alive. Okay. Fine. Identify whatever you want, but find a way, find those little groups and things that are out there and get going. And that's what JP and I, when we first sat down to pitch this show, back years ago over a bottle of whatever mouthwash he had at the time was to find a way to bring those essences to people. So to hear this season starting off with you and John echoing the exact same thing, this is better than a pre-workout.
1: You know, uh, Calico, I know you, you were, you were saying that suicide is trending and unfortunately it is, it, it, it's a trend. And I think if, if you look back uh I started looking at the other day on TV. They were talking about all the suicide among like teenagers and 10, 11, and 12 years old are committing suicide. I go, like, what life is not hard for you. All you got to do is wake up in the morning, eat your breakfast, go to school, come back, do homework, and go to bed. I mean, yeah, it's but- not that hard. And then, And then I started, you know, I started sitting back and I started talking to another friend of mine and we go like, you know what the difference is from our times that you didn't, you didn't even hear suicide. I mean, if you did, it was very rare. Like once every 10 years. Yeah. One, every, every 10 years, some kid died of suicide, but it was because a lot of times it was an accident or whatever. And they call it suicide. But then I started realizing why it's like, when we, were, when we were kids, you wake up in the morning, you eat your breakfast, you go to school, you come back, you do your homework, your mom goes like, yeah, you're good to go. You go out to the streets and play. And you play until the lights start coming up on the streets. And then you come inside, you take a shower, you go to bed. And then on Saturday, you know, you wake up in the morning, you eat your breakfast, and you can't wait to get outside and go ride your bicycle, skateboard whatever the point is you're you're keeping busy you're you're just doing stuff all the time
3: i i just want to point out one thing okay so uh, i mean i don't know about the kids by all means right what we're looking at there's a lot of bullying and shit and and by all means because that's brought up with the social media or whatever the hell we can look at now if we look at and and, okay uh, let's it's, it's, I don't think it's a disorder. I, I think PTS is good. I, I love OSI that we use in Canada. It's, it's been brought up in 2000 by a colonel, which is operational stress injury. It's just given for military and first responder. That's it. That's all right. PTS can be for an accident or whatnot. So that's, that's number one. I'll see it. But, but I, I looked at being hit by a fucking transport truck last summer. I, I, I was looking at it and it's not because I was giving up. I, I want to make it very clear. A lot of suicide that happened in our field, it's because you don't see the exit. You don't see in that, the end of the tunnel a fucking light, right? And, and that I, I understand. But the problem that I see with this is as much as this can be a, a really shit show, it can be fucking fantastic. I got at the moment eight friends who all suffer, different level, and they're from across the country. Some in the north, some in the west, east side, whatever it is. We all got snow, anyways. It's the same shit. Um, but uh, what I want to point out is those people connected, and if they have a shitty day, they can touch base. So there's positive at this. There's a lot of negative, by all means, right? But I believe that someone who kill, commits suicide, um, in our field, it's not because they give up. It's because they cannot see the end. It, it, it hurts so bad. And I know when I I was looking on the highway on the Trans Canadian, I was like, okay. A big truck at 110K an hour, which is whatever, 70 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, I need to translate that for you guys. Uh,
0: 55? Uh, I'm sorry, Over.
3: 55 for fuck's sakes. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, but I-, I was looking at it because the pain had been lasting for like six hours of fucking roller coaster, right? And I was like, usually it's two hours and it hurts like a bitch. But that six hours was not ending. And it was three times the usual. So I'm putting myself in the short or the shoes or whatever you want to call that of the person who suffer. It, it, you need to prove and show them that this is why I say pain is pain. I have not been what you've been true JP. I have not been what you've been true Nate, Kelly Cole, Mike. It's all different, right? But all we suffer is the fucking same. And we mm-hmm. have been used to have a family around us. It doesn't matter what the fuck happened. We don't leave anyone alone, right? Um, and, and when you leave the military, then the military keeps on going at whatever 60 mile an hour, 55, right? And you don't, you don't have that speed anymore, right? You're, you're stagnant, right? So, so you see your friend all going and then some are being deployed and some people are getting a, like, I don't know, promotion, whatever it is. And in your case, you don't. So you, you feel alone, right? So I think it's extremely important that to keep that form of family. And I, I don't know for you, but I'm closer to my military friends than my fucking blood family right? Because uh, I, I went through shit with them. And going through shit with people, it's suck fest. That suck fest makes the relationship so tight, right? Which I'm sure that 222 miles does that as well. We did this year, it's 47 miles walk in one day for uh Kenyan walk for veterans. And we were four guys. Um, it got us really close together, right? Because you suffer, and then you start being so tired that you say stupid things. And we're just four guys, so we said a lot of stupid things because that's what guys do, right? But uh, um, uh, I mean, so so I think it's important to just point out as well that it's it's not a, you don't give up as a suicide, right? Uh, and, and because of what you've seen, or and, and obviously there's three ways to get PTS, right? There's living it, there's having a friend going through it, and there's the third view you've seen it. Right, you've seen from a third perspective. Um, which which I've seen and I've heard, and I'm I'm gonna just point an example, infantry guys who say, You will never have PTSD like I have. Well, that's bullshit. Right? And, and, and I mean, all, all right, you, you were infantry and you're in the front line and whatever the fuck it is, maybe. Um pain is pain. PTSD, is, it, it's not a dick measurement. It, it's it's how do we fix ourselves? How do we get better? Because you're not broken, L- like, uh, like, like it's it's the new you. How do you deal with this now? Like you just have to adapt to. Okay, well, am I per vigilant when this and this happen? How do I function with this? Am I yeah. per aroused for this? Is this reason? Why was I drinking until like six bottles of wine? Yes, I'm French. I love wine and baguette. Uh, but, uh, right, like, there's a reason why it's because your brain was saying, Fuck this, I'm done. I'm gonna go in the avoidance factor and forget yes. everything that's going on. And, and at first, you don't realize because I'm sure it's the same culture. We drink in the military quite well. There's <laughs> the same shit. Exactly. There you go. Uh, now you just do weed because I mean, the government pays it too. Anyways, that's that's. <laughs>
1: Canada. we're green <laughs> is that is that legal in canada now so it is legal
3: yeah. and the government uh and i can tell you for me it's, it's cbd is a prescription with thc they gave me 900 grams a year okay um and that's that's
0: those, not
1: the those soul. are rookie numbers john
3: those are rookie numbers yeah i i yeah. don't
1: do a lot <laughs> <laughs> Three grams a day, buddy. Well, tell him you need more and send Mike and me some.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, I'm good. I got, I got my I got my own perspective on the uh, medicinal marijuana aspect. So, um.
3: <laughs> Well, and, and you know what? like, and, and, and as a cop, I can tell you that personally, I had a lot of problems to say I'm going to start with weed, right? Yeah. But I tried 15, 15 medication for to sleep, antidepressant, yeah. and so on. I gained 35 pounds. I still have it. Well, it's winter, so it keeps me warm. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> exactly, It costs less electricity and gas. Skinny
0: bear than you survive the winter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but, and the last one I took, and it was probably three months ago, they put me onto um, hypnosis sleeping medication. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wake up. I punched my wife five times in my sleep, kicked her. And the thing that stopped, uh, the last thing I did is I grabbed her hair and just pulled it back. And she was freaking out because she's like, "You couldn't be awakened, right?" So yeah. as much as it's a it's, it's a chemical disbalance that's going on, which is what we have mental health, um, mental illness. Uh, there's other form too, right? Like, like there's therapy, but there's equine therapy. There's therapy. There's EMDR, ART. There's whatever the hell. There's one that will work for you and get that one, right? That's that's my belief. Yeah.
1: Do you remember? Montana's you here. remember uh, Mari? Uh... When I when I first met you, I was 198 pounds. Uh I was like this, belly out. Of course I was happy, but I couldn't lose weight to save my yes, there you go. I couldn't lose weight. I couldn't lose weight to save my life. And then I realized I was taking what about at that point I was taking 18 different meds from the VA Mm -hmm. and uh and slowly Yeah, and slowly I started going like, well, let me try stopping this one and see what happens. Oh, okay, I'm still good. Nothing happened. Let me try stopping this one. And then I started realizing that a lot of, uh, because I normally, so I got TBI. So I normally get my, you know, my dizziness, my headaches. uh, I get anxiety and all that stuff from the PTSD and all that shit. But what I started realizing is my anxiety was not as bad as I thought. It was the reaction from all the medication, the one that was making me shake all the time, right? So I do get anxiety when I'm in, in a lot of, you know, in a big crowd of people that I don't know. Because if I know them, I feel, okay, I got you. He got that door. He got that door. Okay, we're good. But if I don't know them, I after a little bit, I start getting anxiety. Because it, And it's not anxiety. I think it's my brain is, is hyperactive because I'm looking at everybody's hands, what they got in their pockets, what they got here, who's looking where, you know? But I think that the combination of medications actually did me more harm than any good. Uh, And it was not until I started stopping them that I started losing weight. I lost like freaking 15 pounds right off the bat.
3: So this is super interesting because when you take medication, and I compared that with a bunch of friends, you're going to get IBS. Right, which is irritable. I cannot say that properly in English. Or uh, bowel, bow, bowel movement. Bow, bow say syndrome. Canadian.
1: syndromes. Yeah, say it in Canadian. Go ahead. I'll say it in Puerto <laughs> Rican.
3: I'll say it in Puerto Rican. Um, uh, for, it's known as sweet meat belly. Yeah, like like go to the bathroom too many times a day. Uh, <laughs> but you get as well, you can get for male erectile, erectile dysfunction. You can get uh, drop in uh, testosterone, drop in. But that's the way it runs money, and I don't want to bring a political aspect to it because if you look at whatever we're going through right now in the world where they're paying, I know in Canada, every shot of vaccine they give is $3,000 per person, right? So if you have three booster, you're at $9,000 per person. Now it's Canadian per fucking currency, person. so for you guys, it's 7000 uh, But uh... <laughs> No
2: politics <laughs> on the podcast, damn it. <laughs>
3: uh, but but then then if you would have a medication for three dollars w- would they run it probably not because they don't make money out of it right yeah they like, well, equine therapy I echo yeah. yeah sorry
0: I echo you about the numbers of the my prescriptions before i switched to just cannabis and i was weighing 340 pounds and sitting on my couch yeah, you're all a big day, boy, we all know that. Drooling on myself eating fucking chocolate bars and playing wildlands mm-hmm. was about six thousand dollars a month. Change that to cannabis. I'm going to the gym more. I'm on C B D and it's only a thousand dollars a month of prescription. Somebody's pissed off I did it, but I'm down to two hundred and sixty pounds. I look sexy when I'm naked. I walk around my house naked a lot. So <laughs> I don't get company, but it doesn't Calico cost like, I don't, want, the I don't like.
1: want to imagine that. So with Cal, yeah, and, and
0: that's the thing too, is you got to be very careful with, it. and John was going with that, is now he's gone from a b- att- attacking his wife in his sleep to functionality where now it's saving his marriage without him having to go overseas and leave her alone. And the the uh, stomach, the issues, and the clarity, mm-hmm. like John was nailing it right in the head, and I was just trying to echo it before you jumped in and bragged about having emotions and shit.
1: (laughs) So, uh,
2: well, I mean, honestly, I mean, I I look at a perspective that this is who we are now. A majority of us, if not all of us agree that we would do it again in a heartbeat. So it's dealing with, this is who we are. How do we handle it now without the pharmaceuticals? Me personally, I try to do without the cannabis because I'm my personal opinion is again, just opinion. Is that I live in Florida. The fact that I can easily get a medicinal uh, marijuana card and take it, but I'm afraid that down the road, the government is going to say, Hey, you have PTS, you have a cannabis card, you're no longer allowed to carry a firearm. So I choose not to do that. But it's being able to deal with, Hey, this is who I am now, and I wouldn't change it for the world. How do I get through life with? you know, this is who I am now. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's who we are period in the story. It's not going to change it, it, but how do I get through life? How do each individual person get through life, whether it be through cannabis or other means or a network of friends? Because we all go through the dumps. We all go through times of depression, but it's, it's really just acknowledging this is who we are. And it, and it shouldn't be chastised or thought negatively upon that. Because honestly, we look at things differently. And, yeah, it,
3: it, and you need to make peace with it, right? That's right. another thing. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: and I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I went through the whole, I didn't go through the VA drug in me because I, I think I've been to the VA once since I retired. Because just because, one, because it's a pain to ask to get an appointment where I'm at. But two, I, I've been through, even through doctors that try to, me uh prescription drugs to numb me down and i don't like being dumbed down it's it's just really acknowledging this is who i am how do i manage expectations how do i manage my emotions or you know anxiety or whatever but on a i, I look at more on a i don't know how to really explain it but just not drugging me into the into a situation where it's going to keep me calm but being able to manage my expectations as as understanding every day without being numbed down by drugs, this is how I need to handle X, Y, and Z, whether it be anxiety. Cause like JP, I mean, I, I have the same deal when it comes to public, you know, and he talks about, you know, Hey, if we're around brothers or sisters that, Hey, I know here, she's got my back. I don't have to worry about Jack and squat. But if I'm in a situation where I don't have that, how do I manage that situation? And, the, the, what I've talked about with a couple of doctors is that I feel more comfortable downrange in Iraq with 12, 11 other dudes knowing that, that we control the environment. Now I'm retired. I, 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 just me, my wife and my family or my friends. How do we control the environment? When we're downrange, we get to shoot hoods up. We get to freaking stitch the hood up or we get to, you know, if it's too close, we get to stitch the occupant up. And it's, it's, we control that environment. Now that I'm a retired civilian, it's how do I control the environment when it's just me or me and the wife or me and a friend? It's really, that's where the anxiety comes in, but I don't want to, it's how do we manage that without being, I don't know what the term is, but just being hazed out by drugs. So for me, it's looking at that perspective is, is, I don't want to change. I have no desire to change. Uh, because I would do everything I did in the past in a heartbeat. Yep. And it, yep. it has created who I am today. I'm well more aware of my surroundings. I don't want to be numbed down by drugs. And, and for me, it's just my opinion. It's nothing against anybody else that does cannabis, but I don't want to take that numbness. Again, I'm all for medicinal marijuana, if it's done in the right dosage, to just take that edge off just a little bit. And I, I've tried, right. I've tried it because I've worked in the Northwest a handful of times where, you know, marijuana is completely legal. I just haven't found, for me, I haven't found that finite point where it just takes the edge off, but I'd rather be who I am today. Go ahead. Mate, and
0: There's two forms of that, Mike, to echo what you're saying. So it is a whole other episode that I think we should cover JP down the road about the, the medications and stuff is this, the, the, the cannabis. There's two parts to it. There's the CBD and the THC. The CBD takes away my chronic pain. My chronic pain is what puts me into that massive defi- de- de- depression state. And um, that's because of all my physical injuries. It's the best painkiller without having to use the pharmaceutical grade. THC, that's where you're sitting there and you're like, <laughs> yeah, right? So that's the different aspect of it. So there's two strains there. So there's yeah. that's a totally different show. But I really think, JP, we should get into that because there's so much misinformation about the cannabis and what it is. And CBD is in so many beverages and stuff now, like our good friends at Kill Cliff make an amazing one. Um,
3: you can't get those I in said. Canada?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kill, Kill Cliff?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kill Cliff. No,
1: Everything's get on Amazon, 20.
3: John.
0: You know, everybody's chatting about <laughs> Kill Cliff. I love this. So we all, oh yeah, CBD. So uh, there is different ones you can get right Loist. there. Yep, there's so many different ones. And in Canada, we have a bunch of different ones as well. Uh, so where I'm going with this is that the cannabis side of it, Mike, the THC, I agree with you. When I'm out and about, I don't want to numb the mind. I just want to feel pain-free, which is, it's, a, it's very euphoric in itself because you f- go from being in a chronic nine, which I am, and then that CBD brings me down to a five where I'm functional. Holy, I feel like Superman. I'm not Superman by no means, Okay. Uh, but it makes me feel like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the THC that totally numbs your mind. And you just, you, you get yeah. into that avoidance state. That I find a lot of people doing so. Hey John. I, I hear you on that. And the other thing I want to echo is um, it came up earlier and I didn't jump on it is and, and being an infantry guy, it drives me fucking nuts when people get on a high horse and say, and John said it earlier, not that he meant it, but like other people mean it. Oh, I'm in the infantry, so you're never going to have the same as me. I was, uh, you know, I was in this shooting or was this shooting, but my PTSD is more important than yours. Go fuck a fuck your hat, okay? If you have post traumatic stress, it means that you were in a situation where you had to be stronger than everybody else around you to deal with something that needed to be dealt with, and nobody else was able to deal with it, but you were, and now you have the great reward of carrying that with you further in life. I did a. Um, Oh, this drives me nuts. I did an outreach about post-traumatic stress. I was doing a uh, speaking engagement about it. And this guy comes up to me afterwards and he's like, hey, I really enjoyed what your talk was. I found it very positive and motivating. And I just want to thank you because I know mine is not the same as your guys's." And, you know, uh, I'm a civilian and stuff. And I looked at him dead in his eyes, dead in his eyes. I said, sir, may I ask what yours is from that you, you associate it to? he goes, yeah, well, you guys were overseas and fighting, so mine's not necessarily stop. Just, just all honesty, just, just explain to me. Just tell me where you got yours that you think your post-traumatic stress first kicked in or whatever. And he said, well, I was in this um, car accident with my friends. We were in a van. It tipped over. I was trapped at the back. Uh, we were upside down in the snow for about 12 hours. Um, I watched them all die in turn. Uh, I was the only one that lived. And, um, I finally got my seatbelt undone, crawled myself up to the front through my friends, dead bodies, and then got to the highway and flagged somebody down. Okay. Um, that story in itself has given me some stress. Yeah. Dude, there is nothing. Don't ever take away from the validity of what you just went through. You suffered through something fucking horrific. Do not devalue what you are struggling with. The first part is you have to identify that, okay, this is some serious shit. This happened to me. Don't placate it down. Don't diminish it. Don't try to say, "Mm, whatever. This happened. That That is more than some of these guys have here but it's not like we're comparing. Like you said, we're not dick measuring. In the States, it's a good six inches. In Canada, it's a good 32 centimeters. Okay? <laughs> I
1: was gonna so, say, what, 32 inches?
3: <laughs> so, but that's
1: but what for the English,
3: English, English
0: people, the
1: French plums. people, it's
3: 40. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> so they're belly button down.
0: So <laughs> we call it a baguette. <laughs> Hey, I'll I'll just caveat
2: that this sense of humor is because we can get away with it, but we're not diminishing.
0: So just to close that off, to complete circuit that, is I was doing another speaking engagement, and this goes back to Kelly's um, uh, veteran stuff, is I was talking to a guy, this lady brought me her father, who was in Korea. He was a medic. He was a sergeant medic, and he was a sergeant, okay? So he... You know, I don't suffer from anything. It's all good. It's all good. There's nothing wrong with me. And he started to talk to me. And he's like, oh, your generation. Your generation doesn't understand what we have to suffer through. You guys, you know, they baby you guys and stuff. And I said, well, can can I ask you some questions? And I started asking him some questions. He's like, "Bah, bah, bah. I said, well, sir, I was a sergeant as well. I was a senior NCO. And he, as soon as I said, hey, I was a sergeant, the lights changed. Literally changed in his eyes. And he's like, oh, you were the same as me? and you were in infantry, and you went overseas? His whole demeanor changed. Ten minutes later, we're both crying our eyes out, talking about different things. And I can see 40-something years of stress and anguish in this man just dissipate because he finally found somebody to connect to and talk to. And
1: unfortunately, it was you. Unfortunately, it was me. I'm going to stop your story there real quick. But uh, John, a... uh, we, we've been in the podcast for about hour and a half now. So I just want to yep. make sure we don't, we don't uh, bore our listeners too much, but uh, I just want to finish with you. I want to finish with you. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, you know, l- looking at your bio, looking at your website. And, and again, for our listeners, we're going to put all the information about John in our, uh, in our description, in the website that way you guys can look at it uh, and find his book as well. you uh, going to, you guys probably won't see it, but it's right, right here. Operation wire differently and it's on his website as well. But I would like to ask you something. And, and so it's, it's a question and also an, ad, an advice or your opinion, right? Cause a lot of people go like, I don't like to give advice. I like to give opinion. Uh, so you were going through a lot. You, you were looking down the road. You're looking at that big, big ass truck coming at whatever kilometers, <laughs> <laughs> 55 miles or 75 miles. <laughs> but anyways, you're looking at that. How did you? How how did you get over that? How did you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do better. I, I can police myself. i got to figure this out, and i got to get out of this uh, because I, I just need to for me and my family. Uh, what did drive you into looking for help if you did? And if you didn't, what did you do that worked for you that might be able to work for somebody else?
4: On Thursday, March 31st, Let's Walk It Out will be kicking off its second annual 222-mile ruck march in North Carolina. Raising awareness from Fayetteville to Camp Back, Let's Walk It Out is dedicated to suicide prevention and overcoming the stigma often associated with PTS, all while benefiting charities committed to veteran wellness. Ten days, ten legs, but unlimited potential to be part of the solution. Volunteer, sponsorship, and participant opportunities can be found at letswalkitout.org. Together, let's work it out. Let's walk it out.
3: Okay, so one of the first thing is uh, my son was born 2017. I was on a domestic calls of 50 years old fucking couple who called the police because his wife put too much salt in his fucking food because people call police for fucking stupid things, right? Now, I'm sorry, I have a language barrier. So if I swear, it's your fault. Um, so anyhow, so all that to say, um, uh, I, when I was looking at it, I don't remember the first two years of my son. So he's, he's going to be four years old this uh, winter. Uh, and, uh, and I just thought of him, how shitty would it be to grow without a dad? Uh, and, and the, the and I'm going to just link up to a few things. I have dissociation and I discovered it because of my son. So now, you know, avoidance was before with the alcohol, by all means. Now avoidance is created on my own body. You say, fuck you. And I shut down. So. I think a couple of months within my, the time that was off, I started to be off is, uh, uh, I'm babysitting my own child, right? Duty dad, daddy, uh, duty, daddy, whatever you call that. And, and there's those safe gate, right? So he doesn't go upstairs and he shakes them like a nice little kid and it fails on him. Now I assume that he was shaking them. Cause I don't remember shit until he was screaming. Cause the gate was on him. Right. So that's all my dissociation happened. Um, so I was looking at the, at the at the van. I was looking at trans Canadian, and uh, and I'm like, what would happen if he has no dad? What would happen, right? Like, all we would be even more messed up. Because in my head, I got all those statistic, right? Like, well, okay, I have PTS, therefore he has seventy five more percent seventy five percent more chance of getting uh, anxiety disorder. Now that's my fault, right? So I had all those negative thoughts run, roaming around. And it came down to but will he be better down the road without his father? And and that's what I turned around. Now, obviously I I, I told my team of because I have psychologists, psychiatrists, I have a occupational therapist, uh, I have my both parents were a fucking psychologist. Uh, I mean I got the team around and, and obviously I, I I said to them and they kind of freaked out and whatnot and put me on a new medication. And that's when I kind of pulled the hair of my wife and so on. Um, But I started to put the picture in my car of my wife and my kid. And and that's what I have now when I drive, right? Um, Because uh, I don't know for you, but I find that people drive like dicks. They don't know what to drive. They get that road rage. And the funny part is, is I don't know why grandma of 75 years old get road rage. And it can be anyone, but you don't know who's in the other car. You don't know how they can react and lose their mind as well as you do right and i had one instance in my vehicle where there's a kid and i call it mercedes boy he's in the he's in the book it's the only one that i freaked out the kid doubled me because we were driving i was following a car and he was driving 45 kilometers an hour nate you can translate that in miles if you want um and uh and i didn't let him fucking pass me i actually pushed it so he was in the ditch and now the idiot kid went back home and I follow him back home because if someone follow you, you don't go home because he knows where you live. Now <laughs> that's just, that's just me. Um, but I, I didn't want to have either the suicide of Todd coming back or not the anger, but the rage as well coming back, because we all know that we can all get angry. Right. But, I, and I don't know for you, but the rage aspect is, is a quite comfortable zone because you have no feeling and rage you have control of everything you've learned and training you have your surrounding is you're you're noting in the description of everything I still have it like it's it's black and white you have no gray zone anymore right so you don't want that rage but you don't want that suicidal aspect either so having my kid that reminds me and beside my my speeding that he's there and he's the reason why I still do it I still get up every day was enough for me um, yeah, so family for me, uh, I mean, cause they've been there and, and I mean, my, my wife is a reason as well. And, and I told my wife multiple times, divorce me, it will be probably healthier for you right now to go away and, and you'll be more happy. And, and what she answered to me is you're right. Probably happier right now, but down the road, when you get better, then I will miss out on something, right? Um, uh, because I think as much as we suffer uh, as service people the people who surround us suffer as well, right? And and those spouse who stayed at home while you were deployed, they suffer as well. They had to wear two hats. They had to do all the fucking chores. They had to do everything. Because I don't know for you, but when I was deployed, I didn't care for the bills. I didn't have to care for putting the garbage fucking out. I didn't have any problem with that. It was done. So the stress that I had was staying safe in Iraq and doing the errands and whatnot but that was it so remember remember who has been there as well to cheer you up right your family your group or whatever you want to call it friends they are a good reason to keep pushing because they've been cheering for you the entire time
1: that's that's pretty powerful i think that's one of the things that throughout all the episodes in this podcast we have gone back to is family uh I think Nate, you brought it up a few times when you talk about, you know, uh when you were really depressed, you kept thinking about your kids. Uh when I was depressed, I was thinking right. about my kids. My, Mike did the same, kids and wife. You know, everybody was thinking about the same. And I think that's that's what it's gonna drive you not to do stupid stuff, right? Uh because there's I mean, we've probably been close to it a few times, right? Doing stupid stuff like, hmm, I wonder what happens if I just keep driving down that Left, you know people are depending uh, on you yeah so need that, you. and uh so for everybody listening out there uh find what it is that motivates you find what it is that uh, keeps you going that keeps feeling that that energy and, and your life and and just hold on to that because that's really what's gonna help you move forward and uh, once again uh operation wired differently is uh, uh, John's book and we're going to put the description on the podcast, and we're going to put it also on our, our social media platforms, so you guys can go buy the book. And uh, he got great experiences there to share with you guys. And, uh, hey, Nate, you got anything else you uh, you want to say before we head out?
0: Yeah, I just want to echo what uh, what you said and what John said and what Callie said and what All Mike said. you've been doing is, uh, is echoing,
1: bro. Well, you don't just say something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Five just remember later. this one thing. No matter what path you walk down, it's your own asphalt.
1: Are we supposed to laugh now? <laughs>
2: hey, hey, JP, do that clapping thing on
0: the, on the right. So, no matter what goes on, you're responsible to yourself and those around you, and there's somebody somewhere counting on you 100%. So you need to find a way to keep. Fucking moving forward.
1: Hell yeah, Mike. What you got, man? I'm, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna jump on Nate's bandwagon. I'm not gonna echo what he said, but I'm gonna add on. What are you gonna say, Nate? <laughs> yeah. uh No matter what, it's it's not worth it. Plain and simple. Taking your own life, thinking about suicide or anything like that. Uh, you think that like what John's put out. You think differently. Period. It's acceptable accept it. It's not worth taking your own life or taking yourself out of this world because people are expecting you to be around. So always reach out. Yep. So that's all I got.
3: John,
1: take us out. What do you want to say?
3: So I want to echo each one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to say thank you. And that's all, to be honest. Uh, it's a pleasure and I'm looking forward to March uh, and I'm hoping to just have a blast for 10 days.
1: Hey hey john thank you for taking the time and sorry for uh you were having all those connectivity issues and then nate as well can- canadians i'm telling you canadian internet go to mexico horrible.
2: you can get here no problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we just want to say uh thank you to everyone that listened to us thank you to john for taking the time to be in the podcast and just uh whatever you do guys welcome up oh, for uh, once again season two we're here season two uh episode 18 of btsr and uh whatever you do <phone rings> Hey guys, just wanted to let you know I really love the work you guys are doing, but I think JP's gonna need subtitles.